0: Hello, baseball fans! Welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. It is now the 10th day of July, 2016, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from the Sully Baseball Studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home. Of the San Francisco Giants, and right now, the Giants are the best team in baseball. Now, I'm saying this. I mean, I've, people know that my my sports allegiance is in, in my team is the Red Sox. If I have a, a nationally team, it's certainly going to be the San Francisco Giants. And I'm recording this on Sunday morning, and just a you know just a look at the at the standings and everything. You know, the Cubs still have the best run differential in baseball, but they're amidst a five-game losing streak right now. Remember how everyone was talking about how the Cubs are going to have one of those 110-win you know, seasons or something like that, running away with it? Well, let's just say the Cubs lose today. They're playing the Pirates who are on a roll themselves. And let's say the Nationals beat the Mets and the Nationals are on a roll. If those two things happen, neither one of those things absurd. We will go into the all-star break, and when you say the proverbial if the playoffs started today, that's not as absurd when you're talking about the all-star break. The Cubs wouldn't, not only would the Cubs not be the runaway best team in baseball, the Cubs would essentially be the number three seed in the National League. They would not have home field advantage in the division series. And, you know, just a quick look at some stuff here. Look at the Cubs are still in a terrific position to be a, you know, to be a division winner. They're certainly going to make the postseason. But let's take a quick look at their high watermark. mark. Their high watermark mark is when they were uh, 27 games above 500 on June 19th. Now, let's just go. I'm going to BaseballReference.com, the single greatest website in the history of the planet Earth. And I will scroll down there. So that's on... So it's a little more than a month ago on, uh, on the 19th day of June. So let's go to the 19th day of June. And on that day, they beat the Pirates. They just swept the Pirates again. All hell was breaking loose in Pittsburgh. Okay? The Pirates at that point had fallen to three games under 500. They were 15 games out. They were closer to last place than to first place. They had fallen behind... Uh, several teams, including the Dodgers, Marlins, Mets, and Cardinals, for the wild card. And the Cubs were playing 7 one baseball. That's 7 one Now, I'm using my, my calculator here. 7-0-1 baseball would, would basically is a pace to win 113 games. Now, since that moment... Since that sweep that all but buried the Pirates, the Pirates have played 19 games and have won 13 of them. And the Cubs have played 20 games and have won five of them. They're five for their last 15. And yes, they're still in control of a playoff spot. Yes, they're still in control of their own destiny. Yes, they're still in first place and still have a little ways in, you know, has have some distance between the um, the Cardinals and the Pirates. But the days of them playing with uh, this exceptional brand of baseball, Ariad is hittable now. Lester's hittable, and in fact, you know, there's one swing where they won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They won like 8 out of 9 between late May and early June. Even with that run, let's go back to May 10th. Even with that run, even with that great run that they had, the Cubs are playing sub-500 ball since May 10th. May 10th. It's now July 10th. You can say from May to June and June to July, for the last two months... The Cubs are a sub-500 team. A lot can be masked with a great start. A lot could make up any side, like, Well, we don't have to worry about this, worry about that. They won 25 of their first 31 games and since then have a losing record. Now, that sounds like I'm being harsh on the Cubs. But what I'm saying is as we enter the All-Star game, this, you know, there's been kind of this sense around baseball of inevitability of a Cubs championship. There's been a sense of you have an idea that if, that, that the World Series is going to go through Chicago. There are Cub fans I know who have been like, this is our year, this is our year, and everything like that. And for that, I can say, hold up with the way that the Nationals, the the three best teams in the National League since that high watermark for the Cubs have been the Giants, the Nationals, and Los Angeles. Miami has also been damn good. If there's been a super dominant team, there's been three, uh, really four dominant teams since May 10th, just the record since May 10th. San Francisco has been the best team by far since that high water mark at that point the giants were one game under 500 and since then no one's been close they're 39 and 15 the team i picked to win the world series and as i said before they have some very obvious holes they need to fill they've been the best team overall in baseball for a third of the season Two months, that two month stretch, that's a third of the season. No one's been better than them. And that's with injuries to their infield, their outfield, and their bullpen. Fill in those gaps, that's why I picked them to win it all. The Cubs, look at the Cubs could very well make the postseason. I believe they will. I believe they're going to win the division, even though the division lead is shrinking. Uh, the fact of the matter is the Cubs are still. You know they've put up enough wins that you're thinking, okay, this team is going to be a division winner. I don't think we have to worry. You know, there's there's certainly going to be an October in uh, in uh, in Chicago. You know, but since well, you know they went on a win streak at the beginning of June, and since June 5th, Cubs are a really unimpressive three and thirteen and nineteen. This is a bad run for this team. And it's exposing some of their weaknesses. You know, this is a team that, you know, losing 15 out of 20 games is bad at any point of the season. If the Cubs had started the season, if the Cubs had started the season 5 and 15, there would be abject panic. And that panic would still feel on the team even if they went on to win. To go 47 and 20, to win 47 of their next 67 games. The Cubs won 47 of their first 67 games. Everyone's dancing a Mardi Gras. This kind of brings us a little bit to the Sunday request. And I kind of dig something about today's Sunday request. It's from Ryan Brooks. Uh, Ryan Brooks wrote to me and he, he obviously wrote a tweet that was way too goddamn long to put on a tweet so he just screen captured the, the too long tweet and sent it to me. It's strange, he said, uh, Sully Baseball Sunday request, it's strange how both Toronto and Houston have found their way back above 500 after the All-Star Griggs. How do these teams turn it around and do you see them contending for a playoff spot down the road in the second half? Well, this leads us a little bit to what we're talking about here. The fact of the matter is Toronto got off to a, you know, got off to a garbage start. I'm going to their page right now. Hold on a second, I clicked on the wrong thing, forgive me. It's riveting to hear someone clicking on the internet. They started the season 11-14. and 14. They had a bad April. I am saying, what the hell is going on with the Toronto Blue Jays? They had a winning May, they had a winning June, they've had a winning July. If I'm not mistaken, most people picked the Blue Jays to win the division. Including your pal Sully. And the fact of the matter is the teams that are ahead of them right now are a, an incredibly flawed Baltimore team that I thought was actually going to have a bad year and a flawed Red Sox team. My team. I don't think the Red Sox have enough to win this division. Not when you guys to Kimberlis hurt. I think Zigris has been a nice trade they just made. They have tremendous holes in their starting rotation that are going to really big-time catch up to them. But no one expected Price to be, you know, I don't think he's been a disaster but he's been a major disappointment and the Blue Jays got off to a crummy start that allowed the Red Sox and the the Orioles to get on top. The Rays stink, the Yankees are the definition of mediocre, the Orioles and Red Sox are flawed and the Blue Jays are now the team that we thought they were at the beginning of the year. Everyone was stunned when they got off to the crap start. And well, they they the low, the, They were four games under 500, as recently as May 18th. Oh, what's going on? What's going on? Should they sell? Should they trade Bautista? Should they trade Encarnacion? Stop it! Estrada's pitched great, even though there's the whole bullpen issue with him. All they have to do is, you know, they may have to pick up one arm along the way, but there'll be someone to pick up along the way. You know, the fact, and, and Happ has been good. You know, that they've had, um, Stroman's done okay. Sanchez has been, has been great. You know, Ari Dickey, he is what he is. He gives you innings. Sometimes he's great. Sometimes he's terrible. Their bullpen's been okay. Drew Storen's been a disaster. But if they pick up one or two, like maybe one good solid arm to put in the rotation... While Estrada, they figure out what the hell they're doing with Estrada. Then next thing you know, this team that can hit with anybody, they remember—they got off to a lousy start offensively too. Tulewitzki got off to a crap start. Donaldson got off to a crap start. And Cardassian got off to a crap start. Bautista's injured. Martin got off to a crap start. So, oh, it's, it's terrible. They're starting to hit again. It's called a bad start. And that's magnified if it's a start. That's the point I was trying to make about the Cubs. That was the point I was trying to make about if they got off to the stretch that they're having now can be absorbed because they had such a tremendous start. The Blue Jays are playing like the team we thought they were gonna be. Add one starting arm. Add one arm in their bullpen. I don't think it has to be an ace or a closer, just some depth. And then I think the Blue Jays will win this division. I'm not rooting for that. I want the Red Sox to win. I make no bones about it. I'm a Boston Red Sox fan. I don't think the Yankees are going to win the division. I want the Red Sox to win so I can point to them and say they're a division winner. And the Yankees are out of the playoffs. The years that that has happened, 08 and 2013, has been pretty sweet. It's given me, a Red Sox fan who lived in New York all those years, some really good ammunition for those Yankee fans who deserve it. But now, being Sully Baseball, Sully Baseball Daily podcast available on iTunes and Stitcher. As I said, I am—I don't claim to be impartial. I don't claim to be unbiased. I am biased. I am partial. But I am objective. I can see things objectively. And I think, especially when you consider the garbage start that the Toronto Blue Jays got into, here we are the day before the All-Star break, and despite all the crap, they're 10 games over .500 and two games out of first. Four games out of the loss column, tied in the win column with Baltimore. I think Toronto's a better team than Baltimore. I think it boils down to this is something that the, the Blue Jays are now playing like the team that we thought they were going to be. You know, the Blue Jays have a better run differential than the Orioles. The, the, it's just a, it's a better squad that they have. One of the things that's happened to Toronto is they have a losing record in one-run games and they have a losing record in extra inning games. So there's been a bunch of games where if the ball bounced this way or the ball bounced that way, it would have been a Blue Jays win. You start to see sometimes, with some exception, the 2012 Orioles come immediately to mind, the 2007 Diamondbacks come to mind, that those things even out. And so do, do I think they can turn around and just think they're playing to who they're supposed to be? The same thing can be said about the Houston Astros. Remember, this was a team that was one crap inning away from eliminating the Kansas City Royals. This was a team that got off to a spectacular start last year, hung on, won the wild card, and was looked upon as, hey, at they're a young team. They have Altuve and Correa. That is the most exciting middle of the infield in baseball. Don't throw another If you throw another name at me, just unsubscribe right away. And they're a team that has a lot of talent, a lot of good young players, and the Cy Young Award winner. So we went in with a certain amount of expectations for this team. Keiko got off to a rotten start, and the team got out of the gate and stumbled. Let me go to their let me go to their site at baseballreference.com, single website in history of planet Earth. Oh, look at that. They started the season 7 and 17. Isn't that almost what the Cubs run is right now? Cubs run 5 and 15. So the Astros started the season with the run that the Cubs are in now. And because that's the first impression, ding dong, hi, hi, how are you? I want to sell you some knives. Bad first impression. Well, that's the first impression that people had with the damn uh, uh, Houston Astros. On May 2nd, the Houston Astros were 8-18. Eight and 18. The only team worse than them in baseball were the Atlanta Braves. And I'm sure there were some people mumbling, hmm, I wonder if last year was a fluke. I wonder if last year was a fluke. Same, and they were in the same bed along with the Minnesota Twins. I'm like, Oh, they had a winning season last year. Maybe that was a fluke. Maybe that was a fluke. Maybe it was, was a fluke. Well, it turns out The Twins haven't been able to right the ship. The Astros since then are 39-23, the only team in the American League who's had a better record than them in that. Only two teams have been better for them than them since early May, and that's been the Indians and the Giants. That since then, yeah, things started to click. They got through a crap start. That's what happens sometimes. And the narrative of a season... It's very difficult to determine what it is based on if you're, if you're, everything is based upon how you're starting the season, how you look at that. You don't believe me? Let's just go back two seasons. 2014, let's go back two damn seasons. The Oakland A's, remember them? Started the year 18 and 10 by the All Star. Let's go to the All Star break then. By the All Star break then, that was July 13th. The A's had practically half of the All Star game on their team. They were the best team in baseball, playing to a 621 clip. Meanwhile, in the National League, the Braves were tied for first. The Braves were tied for first in 2014. Who was in first place in the National League Central? Why? That believed that would be the Milwaukee Brewers. Thank you very much. The Kansas City Royals were barely over five hundred, and really, you know, they were, they were in the wild card hunt, but they were on the periphery. It looked like the Angels and the Mariners were going to be the wild card teams because so they, they looked significantly better, and the Royals were a tough team to figure out. What happened? The A's played nine games under five hundred the rest of the way. The Tigers nearly kicked the division away. The Braves were the Braves and the Brewers were abject disasters. It seems like 2014 wasn't that long ago. Was not that long ago. Going into the All-Star break, the Brewers and the Braves were division leaders. Now, a year and a half later, it seems like they've been sellers for a long time. Things can happen. Teams can click. There was a lot of expectation for the Pirates. A lot of expectation for the Nationals in 2014. When they got off the disappointing starts, they put on the aft thrusters and made it to the postseason. The Angels played magnificent ball after the All-Star break. The A's did not. Sometimes teams get on that get on that streak afterwards. The Kansas City Royals played unbelievable baseball the second half of the season. They were at Afterthought at the All Star break. Sometimes teams click. Sometimes our how we look at a team is based upon how the season began. We went into the season thinking that the Royals, not the Royals, sorry, that the Astros and the Blue Jays were going to be big time contenders. And now he asked, him, Do you see them contending? Yeah, I see them contending. They had one, they both had a bad month. The bad month happened to be the first month. It would not stun me. Would it stun anybody? Really? Would it stun you if the ALCS was Royals-Astros? It would have stunned me a few years ago because I would have said, what the hell are the Astros doing in the American League? And I'm still asking that question. But the fact of the matter is this. To answer your question, Ryan Brooks, yeah. Yeah, more than half the season's been played. But the Astros and the Blue Jays are now playing to who we thought they were going to be. And now they're going to have the rest of July, all of August, and all of September to make up for lost time. And where you you look at teams putting on the aft thrusters, you sometimes also have to take into account that some of the overachieving teams, and I would put the Baltimore Orioles, and I would put the Boston Red Sox, in that category, may regress back to the mean. The Cleveland Indians have built up a six and a half game lead over Detroit and a seven game lead over the White Sox and the Royals. Most people, including your pal Sully, were picking the Royals to win the division. They have to make up a week of games to Cleveland, but remember the Indians went on an unbelievable streak where they basically won two weeks worth of games. Could a team regress to the mean? Could the Rangers regress to the mean? Could the Mariners go on a big run? These are things that you have to take into account. Sometimes a team gets off to a bad start and then picks up and plays like the team that everyone expects them to be. Blue Jays are going to be a good team. I think they're going to be a playoff team. Astros are going to be a good team. It would not stun me if they're a playoff team. One of the, you know, A couple of teams that I picked to make the playoffs, I thought Tampa Bay was going to be a damn good team. I thought the Rays and the Indians were going to be the two wildcard teams. It turns out that I was wrong with the Rays. It turns out I was pretty right with the Indians so far as a playoffs team. But it wouldn't stun me. As I said, no team in the American League went in this year where I said I thought they had no chance. I thought every team had a chance. Every team had a chance, including the Astros. They almost made it to the ALCS this year, last year. And so it wouldn't stun me if they were back because... That's who we all thought they were going to be. So thanks for writing in, Ryan Brooks. If you have something you want me to talk about, send it to me on Twitter, at Sully Baseball. Um, who owned baseball yesterday? Uh, Nationals owned baseball. Daniel Murphy and Max Scherzer, as the Nats won a critical game against the Mets. Uh, Eddie Rosario got four hits, and the Twins beat the Rangers 8-6. to six. Wow. Uh, Kendall Graveman of the A's took a shutout into the ninth, pitched really well against the Astros. Uh, he got the win. He didn't get the complete game. 3-2 A's over Houston. Half-wops to Nick Trapiano, who pitched well for the uh, Angels, but the uh, Orioles came back to beat their bullpen. Kyle Seeger got a pair of hits, including a homer. But the Mariners lost to the world champion Royals. And Tommy Joseph, who's, man, he's put together a nice little year. 4-4 four four with a homer. Phillies lost to the Rocks. So if you're keeping score at home, Murphy, Scherzer, Rosario, Graven, full-wops, half-wops, Kyle Seeger, Tommy Joseph, And Nick Truppiano. Go to sullibaseball.com, like me on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Well, we're first half of the season, wrap it up. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for the 10th day of July, 2016. I'm yours, Paul Francis Sullivan. I'm going to regress to the meme. You can call me Sullivan.